We're getting an early look at rookie ADP, and we're starting our rookie profile series today on Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked On Dynasty is brought to you by Nissan. The only thing more exciting than the big game is the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. There's only four days left until the Super Bowl. Are you ready? The Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good. Getting ready good, for that good. big game. Getting sure. Getting uh, getting excited for it. Do you have what, what's your what's your Super Bowl? Uh, you know, what's your Super Bowl Sunday look like? Um. Me and my lazy boy with my 16-year-old, probably. Yeah, hey, taking notes and good. paying attention. Yeah, not, nothing too crazy. I, I don't go to parties or anything. I can't pay enough attention. And, you know, I just kind of <laughs> yeah. just do my own thing. It's a work day. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the rub about getting together with people. You you know, some people want to focus more on the commercials than the game. Right, right. or Halftime yeah, show. So, or, you know, right, right. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely looking forward to that. We talked uh, We talked about the Eagles and the Chiefs. Yesterday, as we wrapped up our 2022 uh, team-by-team review series, we looked back at the performances of uh, really every notable player in Dynasty Leagues and also took a a quick peek ahead, talked about free agency and some team needs. If you missed any of those, go back and check those out. Uh, That was really that's really taken up our past month or so. And Matt, we're going to we're going to be busy uh, for these upcoming weeks as well, because starting today, we are going to be doing our rookie profile series. We'll talk about and focus on one rookie in every episode. Today we're talking about Jordan Addison, a player that you know pretty well. Uh, we're going to let Jordan Addison kick off our rookie series. We'll do that later in the episode. I thought, though, since we're starting with some rookie talk, starting these profiles, yeah, we would take a look at some early rookie ADP and... I think there's probably a few surprises here. This is, um, honestly, I was going to give credit. I'm not sure where I found this. It might have been. Okay. It could have been Twitter. It could have been the Dynasty, uh, a, a Dynasty subreddit. I don't know. Some some Dynasty community. It is sure. out there, though. Uh, some very early rookie ADP. This is, uh, this is Superflex ADP. And uh, we'll just go through the first round here, and, and we'll talk uh, – Really, some some kind of a twenty thousand foot view stuff here. Some overview and uh, see see what really stands out to us. Number one overall. And this is this, super flex, just so people know. Yes, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. super flex. Uh, number one overall, no surprise here. It is Bijan Robinson. Even in that super flex format, I think right now, uh, if you're drafting this this early, whether it's a mock draft or. Um, you know, maybe you're doing a very early startup with rookies included. You're doing a super early rookie draft. I know there's a few leagues out there that, uh, that, uh, that does that. Bijan Robinson is your 101. No, no surprise there. 102 and the first quarterback off the board is Bryce Young, and he is quickly followed by 103, CJ Stroud. So you've got Young and Stroud who mm-hmm. are essentially battling it out for those top two 
uh, quarterback spots. And, you know, we'll see how the actual NFL draft plays out. I think for most people, those are uh, those are the top two quarterbacks in the NFL draft as well as in dynasty leagues. Sometimes you see Will Levis sneaking in there and in a mock draft or something, but for the most part, I think it's Young and Stroud, and it certainly is from a dynasty standpoint. Matt, do you have an early favorite just between those two, Young versus C.J. Stroud? I have some questions about both. I mean, yeah. to be very honest, I'm not as enamored with this quarterback class as I expected. I mean, I'm very biased, prejudiced against tiny quarterbacks. I mean, I know two is not that small, but Kyler, I mean, it's just hard to hold up at that right. size. And I'm a little prejudiced against Ohio State quarterbacks, too. <laughs> I mean, who's been good in Ohio State's history with maybe the exception of Fields? And Stroud played his best game against Georgia and finally showed that he can move around. He will, He's willing to move around, and that's encouraging. But I, I think he's had it – both these guys have had it a little bit easy in college. Yeah, that's fair. And, and referencing the smaller quarterback, of course, that is Bryce Young, who is yeah, – yeah. uh, well, I guess we'll find out officially. But he's little. Um, yeah, next month at the Combine. But he – He's going to come in under six foot and and most likely under two hundred pounds as well. Um, so there's there's some concern there. That's I think that's the primary concern with Bryce Young is is his size. Um, you know, you you hit on something that uh, just kind of being underwhelmed, and that's really why I wanted to start this entire conversation of our rookie profiles with this ADP. That seems to be kind of the growing sentiment across the dynasty community is. Hmm. Maybe this class isn't quite as good as we thought it was going to be. And, you know, we hyped this class up. And I say we, not just us here on this show, but really, really the entire Dynasty community has been looking forward to this class for a couple of years now. And, I mean, you'll remember last year, uh, we just want, we just wanted to fast forward and totally skip that 2022 class, <laughs> which, which ended up being pretty strong, by the way. Um, right. Especially we just couldn't right. yeah we couldn't wait to get to 2023 and there was kind of the known commodity of Bijan Robinson and uh and there's some some nice wide receivers and the quarterbacks were looking good and and now that we're here it's like the the shine has kind of come off these guys other than other than Bijan really quickly and um you know I, I kind of yeah. right I'm kind of feeling like I want to go the opposite direction Right. If you, if you went against the grain last year and you bought all those rookie picks that people were desperately trying to get rid of, there's a good chance you you really hit uh, on some nice values, especially with those uh, those wide receivers that were coming off in the first round. Um, some some nice values at uh, at running back and at tight end in the second, even third round. If we get to a point where we're seeing the value drop on these uh, on these uh, 2023 picks, especially first rounders, that's going to become an easy buy, in my opinion. I hear you. I hear you. And I need to preface this by saying, I mean, it's only early February. I have a lot more homework to do on all these guys, the class as a whole. But, you know, the next guy on this list is Jackson Smith and the Jigba. And, you know, everyone's talking about, Wow, he's even better than Wilson and Alave. I'm like, yeah. if he turns into either one of those in his rookie year, that's a home run. I mean, I'll be shocked if he has as good a rookie year and looks as promising one year from now as his former teammates. And the one thing I really showed up, especially with all my Senior Bowl homework, was this tight end class looks really exciting. 
Yeah. But none of them are even the top 12. I mean, they're not Kyle Pitts. Uh, right, right. Uh, yeah, really uh, what looks like a deep and, and a strong tight end class top to bottom. But, uh, I mean, maybe we'll see Michael Mayer there. He's not maybe. in the top 12 in this early uh, this early ADP, but he could certainly be a first-rounder in, uh, in, in those dynasty rookie drafts. Let's finish up this ADP. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned four overall Jackson Smith and Jigba. He is the wide receiver one in this class as of right now, at least he's going to have some competition for that. In my opinion, uh, 1.05 is the next running back off the board. Jameer Gibbs, of course, uh, formerly of Georgia tech transferred to Alabama and finished out his college career. There uh, great pass catcher is, uh, is yeah, Jameer yeah. Gibbs couple more wide receivers at six and seven. Quentin Johnston is uh, 1.06. And Jordan Addison, the player that we're going to focus on today, is the seventh player off the board. And next, you hit on a couple of uh, a couple of players we're going to hear a ton about over the next uh, two or three months because uh, the, the dynasty community, the NFL draft community, the NFL in general seems to be split on, on both of these players. Anthony Richardson... Quarterback from Florida is at eight, and Will Levis, quarterback from uh, from my Wildcats, yeah, University yeah. of Kentucky, at nine. And as I said, both of these players, for different reasons, look like they have uh, some very high upside, but there are some serious concerns about both of those players as Big well uh, with, with turnovers, with accuracy, um, with decision-making. Uh, as I said, we'll get, right, right. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll get into every single one of these rookies. Each one of these guys that I've named and so many more will have a show of their very own. Uh, as I said, this is just the beginning. Ten, Zach Charbonnet running back from UCLA, formerly of Michigan. Keishon Butte uh, from LSU, wide receiver, is 11. And Zach Evans, TCU, and then finished out his career at Ole Miss. He is the 12th player off the board. So that's your early, early, early rookie mm-hmm. ADP. Uh, as I said, we'll hit on every single one of these, and we're going to start today with Jordan Addison right after this. Folks, I, I've told you about Ultimate Football GM before, and it's right up my alley. I mean, since I can remember, I've wanted to assemble an NFL team, you know, and when I was six, seven, eight years old, reading Mel Kuyper's blue books and things like that, anything I get my hands on pre-internet, you know, so I, I think you really need to check this out. So all this is in a very challenging, realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. You can play on the go as you want and when you want to. Uh, we created a locked-on league for you to compete against, locked-on fans all over the world. Uh, can you be the ultimate locked-on football GM? Choose the locked-on league in the app to join. Uh, can you create a football dynasty? See how you see, see if you can get that get that going. I think you can. Um, locked-on dynasty listeners get a hundred percent free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On, all caps, in the game store. That's Locked On. So make sure you check that out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Thanks again for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. 
And Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's talk about Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from Southern California, uh, formerly from Pittsburgh. You'll you'll notice a lot of those formerlies. We've we have seen the uh, the transfer rules, the transfer portal continue to make such a a big uh, impact and have such a big impact on these incoming NFL players. Uh, so many of the of the players I just mentioned in that ADP were players who transferred and finished their college career at another school uh, versus the one they started at. And and Addison is an example of that. As I said, Pittsburgh, and then one year at USC, he's a six foot pound, a six foot tall, 175 pound wide receiver, 21 years old, just turned 21 actually uh, late last month. Uh, So a a young player entering the league and and Matt, I know being there from or starting his college career in Pittsburgh, I know you got to see maybe a little more of Addison than you did some of these other players through their college career. Uh, We'll get into to some of the uh, specifics about Addison, his the numbers he put up and, and what his profile looks like, but getting to to check him out every every Saturday there for a couple of years as he started at Pitt. What are your kind of overall views of Addison as a player as he as he makes this move to the league? Yeah, and I don't watch Pitt in college as much as I'd like to during the season because Saturdays are target Bed Bath Beyond, you know, being a, a, <laughs> a non-football person for the day. That being said, I don't know if all of our listeners know this, but I was the recruiting assistant at Pitt for three years. And the year I got there, well, the, the year before I got there, Antonio Bryant had just won the Bolitnikoff. You know, so we were pushing him heavy. That was his final season. And then two years later, my man Larry Fitzgerald won the Bolitnikoff. And then Addison won it, you know, this two, two years ago at Pitt. So, so I try to do my best to, you know, get dialed in with Pitt. And then everyone knows my affiliation with the Steelers and Pickett was the first round pick, obviously, just went next door. They share a facility. There's a wall right down the middle on the right's pits, on the left is the Steelers. So I, I did a lot of snooping with my old buddies and pit people and off, you know, talking a lot about Pickett. And everyone would always talk about Addison as well. I mean, they were kind of peanut butter and jelly that year. I mean, they were phenomenal together. Trust me, every Steeler fan wants them. It has quickly forgotten that Addison <laughs> transferred out of town and wants the Steelers to take him in the first round, reunite that magic. It'll be the same as Chase and Burrow. I'm like, ah, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but he's very impressive. Excellent body control, can play inside, out, has after-the-catch ability, good route runner. Um, I like the player quite a bit. All right. Good. Good to hear. I uh, always like that uh, that inside info when it comes to anything <laughs> Pittsburgh from you. And, and that's a good that's a good start. Let's look at some of the numbers for Jordan Addison. Uh, freshman year started off strong. I mean, he did. He came in as a four star recruit. So expectations mm-hmm. were high. You mentioned um, kind of historically there there is that. Uh, and I don't think it's necessarily quite to pipeline status of of high level no. receivers coming from Pitt. But uh, it. We were pushing uh, that hard when I was recruiting for them, though. This is wide receiver you come here. We've had two Bolitnikovs in three years, you know, but it didn't quite keep up. And it's it's tough to tough to do that. But uh, (laughs) 
he uh jordan addison did get that going again uh he is from uh he's from maryland so mm-hmm. you know kind kind of stayed home stayed pretty close yeah going we to maryland heart, heart yeah not far from here yeah starting at pit there uh freshman season 60 catches 666 yards and four touchdowns and then really just exploded as a sophomore 100 catches almost 1600 yards led the nation with 17 touchdowns and as Matt already mentioned, also won the Bolitnikoff Award as the nation's top receiver that year, which is really saying a lot. I mean, we're talking about, um, you know, we're talking about that year that gave us all those wide receivers that we're talking about now, Garrett Wilson and Olave. Right, and, right. Uh, yeah, that, that, Drake that strong, right, 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 right. that strong class, um, uh, the, the sophomore from Pittsburgh got that award. Uh Addison was also the 2021 first team All-American that year as well. Pickett leaves, and I think it was a big surprise to see Addison leave, but ultimately Mm -hmm. I think it probably worked out. A a bigger stage, uh, an established coach and quarterback uh, there at USC. I think he made a couple bucks in the process too. Yeah, that that probably didn't hurt. Uh, 59 (laughs) receptions, so actually a career low on receptions this past season. 875 yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, So a pretty notable decline Mm -hmm. in in production from Pitt to USC. Matt, do you attribute that to that that drop off in production from uh, sophomore season to junior season? Do you attribute that to just more competition at Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, or I'm sorry at, at USC, like probably what is, is there anything to be worried about there? Let me ask it that way. I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest. It's our first of the series. So it's the one I'm going to know the least about, although there is kind of a hometown connection. I, I, I think his last year at Pitt was probably unsustainable. If him and Kenny sure. came back, they probably wouldn't have got the 1600 yards again. You know, like it, 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 it's just hard to keep those numbers up. So it was bound to go backwards. I'm sure the change of scenery didn't help. You know, you're adjusting to a new quarterback, a new system where you were humming along the year before. Um, But it wasn't like he even went down in quarterback play. I mean, Kenny was a first round pick, but uh, Williams could be the first overall pick. Yeah, Caleb Williams, of course, Heisman winner this season. And uh, I I would say we're talking about very early, very, very early favorite to be the 101 uh, in in rookie drafts and in the NFL draft a year from now. Um, Let's get into, oh, one other thing I did want to note production-wise. And I always like to take note when we see these receivers being used in different ways, uh, that's, that's always a good sign as far as I'm yes. concerned. Um, and we did see Addison with 20 career rush attempts. Most of those coming in his two seasons at Pittsburgh didn't, didn't run the ball quite as much, uh, at end rounds in those, right, right. Just, just yeah, end yeah. rounds. Uh, but 20 carries 147 yards and a touchdown as a uh, ball carrier in his career. So that helps as well. Uh, Matt, when we come back, we're going to talk strengths and some weaknesses, and we'll get into uh, where we might expect Jordan Addison to get drafted in the NFL. So, folks, I've been telling you about prize picks for a long time now, and you got the Super Bowl coming up. I mean, it's a perfect exam- time to hit that hard, or other sports, I think, are gold when it talks, comes to prize picks. My favorite aspect of it, though, is it's not me against somebody I don't know or a bunch of you know nameless faces type of thing. All you do is you pick two to six players, and if they if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to twenty five times and on any entry. 
Um, no competing against other people. Like I said, that's my favorite part. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. Of course, that's going to be for the Super Bowl, NBA, Major League Baseball, college football, college basketball, all those things. But they go deep into Euro basketball, cricket, esports, WNBA, soccer, NASCAR, etc., etc., etc. Entries are made in 60 seconds or less. Withdrawals are, sa- are fast and safe and easy, very easy. Uh, cu- uh, currently operational right now in 30 states as well as in Canada. So do us a favor, download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users get a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with our promo code Locked On. So if you put in 100 bucks, PrizePix will give you 100 bucks. If you only want to put in 50, PrizePix will give you 50. Uh, don't forget to enter the promo code locked on, locked on at sign up for instant deposit match up to a hundred bucks. I've also been telling you guys for quite a while about Built Bar, and I can't stress enough that my 16-year-old it's growing like a weed and is hitting the weights left and right and playing volleyball all the time. As soon as they show up at our door, they're like gone. I, I rarely even get my hand on hands on Built Bars anymore because they are that sought after as soon as they they show up. But what makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they, they're 100% real chocolate covering. It's not just like that waxy chocolate you see on a lot of uh, bars and whatnot. Um, they have uh, a, a great flavors such as churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how they do it, but these bars taste great while maintaining amazing mat- macros. So, they're super healthy, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein, and they taste great. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box. I mean, so I probably need to do this in order to keep up. But uh, you used to only be able to get Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at Walmart. You can get them at Sam's Club. Uh, head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can get a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Uh, if there's a Sam's Club near you, near you, run in there and get a 13-bar box of brownie batter and churro. And you can thank me later. That's good stuff. All right, Matt, let's continue talking about Jordan Addison. You mentioned uh, some of what you've seen with the player, some of what you've heard uh, from some uh, close contacts with what to expect. Uh, strengths for Jordan Addison. I mean, it feels like really, it feels like, uh, the, the strengths list is, is a long one. Uh, yeah. elite hands catches everything that comes his way. The speed is there. He was used all over the field. Uh, lots, lots of stuff, uh, deep, especially, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially when, when he was connecting with Kenny Pickett, I've, I've got to go ahead and go straight down to our weaknesses section because, I think what most people are concerned with is that size. We talked about yeah, it at yeah. the beginning, uh, 175 pounds. He's he's listed at six feet tall. We'll see uh, at the combine if, if that's what he officially uh, comes in at. But I, I'm just worried about, you know, the kind of the same conversations we had with Devontae Smith and, and some of these other players. And, of course, that's that's looking like a, a non-issue at this point, the way Smith has played. But – um, I, th- I think it has to be a conversation. Can Addison at his size, uh, with his, with his frame, can he make that transition to the league? Yeah. And it, it's a worry. There's no doubt about it because one of the other notes here is he has not faced a whole lot of press coverage. You know, these right. long arm corners are going to bang him around. And it was like the second day I was on the job with the Browns and both the 
defensive back coach and the wide receiver coach was coaching us up saying, you need to watch every snap of press coverage. And if that's a weakness that he can't overcome, it will derail him. But you mentioned Devontae Smith, and there's many examples now of smaller, skinnier guys that are successful now that I don't think would have been 10, 20 years ago. I mean, the the schemes people are using, the rules are a little more advantageous to those guys. So it doesn't worry me that much, but it's a concern, especially with the press coverage stuff. I do wonder, I mentioned Devontae Smith, I do wonder if his production, his level of play, especially this season, mm-hmm. will, will kind of help dynasty managers feel better about Addison. Maybe even, so. Yeah, maybe even NFL teams feel better mm-hmm. about Addison. Looking at some dynasty value, of course, we're super early here as we don't necessarily have any trades completed with with Jordan Addison involved. Uh, But we've got some rankings. We've got some ADP that we already mentioned. If you look at the DLF ranking in our Superflex ranking, he is six overall. So he's the sixth rookie Uh, taken off the board or ranked there Uh, and he's the wide receiver too already mentioned that ADP earlier in the show he was seven overall there so looking like based on that looking like a mid first round rookie pick and I mean for a player that is this talented has had this type of production Mm -hmm. uh, through his college career that feels like a, a pretty good value in my opinion yeah yeah it sounds about right I mean I'd be kind of shocked if it differs all that much, I mean, unless he runs a terrible 40 or something like that. But, I mean, maybe he's the wide receiver two in NFL drafts or one or three. But I think all those guys are going to go around the same neighborhood. I know we're going to talk mocks from around the, the internet, too. He's probably not going in the top 10. He's probably not going in round two. You know, I mean, it's a, a nice soft area of the landing spot for him. Yeah, let's let's look at some of these mock drafts and and like I said, pre combine, pre pro days, this is kind of uh, almost all we have to go on as far as projecting where he might land. Looking at some of these uh, some of these mock drafts that have been shared, uh, and and most of them have him in the same range in the uh, the the back third or the the later mm-hmm. third of the NFL draft. Mel Kiper. Uh, had Jordan Addison mocked 25th overall to the New York Giants. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah had that same uh, same projection, 25th to the Giants. Dane Brugler, uh, he is with The Athletic. Uh, he projected Addison 20th overall to Seattle. Lance Zerline, I, I believe that one was just released this week. You can mm-hmm. find that one at uh, NFL, uh, NFL.com. Yeah. 31st overall to the Eagles, so that would be the last pick of the first round. Remember, the Dolphins had their pick forfeited, so just 31 uh, 31 players will be first-rounders this year. Uh, And then uh, Matt Miller of ESPN was the highest, uh, or at least the highest I've seen, on Jordan Addison. He had him projected 12th overall to the Houston Texans. So Houston Houston has— Giants wouldn't be bad. Right, yeah. Houston yeah. has those two picks. This is their second first rounder. Of course, they're their second overall and then twelfth overall. I've seen it's kind of become a, a commonality in these mock drafts to have Houston go quarterback at two and wide receiver at mm-hmm. uh at twelve and, and some pretty obvious needs there uh, yeah. at, at both of those positions. So thinking about these teams, Matt, Giants, Houston, Seattle, and Philly, what feels like the best landing spot? Is it the Giants? 
I think so. Um, Houston certainly comes to mind. Uh, he wasn't mocked to Baltimore in any of these, but I think they're going to have a traditional drop-back pass game, and I don't think Lamar will be back. I mean, there's certainly a spot there that's available. Um, we could probably come up with five or six other landing spots sure. that wouldn't be bad. You know, I mean, if the, the Bears trade down and trade down or something along those lines, I mean, I think there's a lot of opportunities. Yeah, if you look at those last 10 or 12 picks or so, and, and again, that's kind of the range he's mostly – being uh, projected to go uh seattle is 20 chargers 22 we've heard some rumors that maybe they could part mm, ways like with fan. with keenan allen so i mean if they maybe they need a wide receiver i, I don't think that will happen but uh, we'll find out you mentioned baltimore they're 23 minnesota is 24 we've mm. talked about possibly trying to replace uh, adam thielen so maybe that's an option jacksonville 25 they're probably not going that way. Giants at 26, Dallas 27. <laughs> they 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 need a wide receiver too, certainly. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo 28, Cincinnati 29, probably not going that direction either. Saints at 30, Chiefs and Eagles. Uh, we'll we'll find out that exact draft order later, but um, Chiefs wouldn't be terrible. No, Chiefs would be fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Zerline had the Eagles. I, I don't love. I don't the Eagles. think that's the direction they go. You think they use three first round picks in a row on receivers? I, I just can't imagine. Yeah, it doesn't. It, that would surprise me for sure. Um, and I mean, you would have to look at him. I mean, we've we've compared him already to Devonte Smith. I I don't think mm-hmm. they want two players kind of in that same mold either. Um, right. There aren't but much he would of run blockers either. You know? Right, he would essentially right. be stuck behind Smith and and AJ Brown, not to mention Dallas Goddard. So outside of Philadelphia, I could kind of get on board with any of these other landing spots we've we've mentioned. Giants, he would have the opportunity to be really the top target from day one. Same thing with Houston. Uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of soft landing spots for Jordan Addison when it comes to his dynasty value. I thought Minnesota was interesting as well, yep. and then my last nugget on him was. Kind of like to see him in a dome. You know, I don't want him plodding around in Chicago or mm, you know, yeah, yeah, his yeah. style of play, you know, might be dome, might be a little boost. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the Locked On Dynasty channel on YouTube. Remember to follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.